Hey Conjugate Chat friends, this is Mike Cunningham from Gill Athletics and I need your help. Or maybe I need to help you. See, we have a crap ton of rubber bumper plates and other weight room items that we need to clearance. We need to clear them out of our factory. That's right, a crap ton. That's the official measurement. All offers will be considered. Email me at mcunningham at gillathletics.com to see the full list and check out the show notes right here on Conjugate Chats for a link to see the items and my email address. Thanks, everybody, and stay strong. And welcome back to another episode of the Conjugate Chats. Before going into the episode, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to this episode and uh, taking the time to sit down and just listen in on what we got going on here on the podcast today. Uh, a couple of things before we get going into the episode is uh, I want to do a couple ad reads for our sponsors, starting with the DOYSC, the Department of Young Strength Coaches. This group is designed for young strength coaches wanting to go into the field of strength conditioning, whether that's CSCS prep, GA or internship opportunities, or even live discussions. They are a resource for young coaches to take advantage of. I'll put the link to the Discord in the description of this episode. Also, Team Builder. Team Builder is a software for performance coaches around the world. Their powerhouse platform provides Coaches with the elevated experience when it comes to program development, data tracking, and staying connected with athletes and clients. Team Builder is also full of tools that coaches need, like multiple max training methods, 16 plus reports, evaluation testing, and goal setting to name a few. Coaches also have access to consultations with Team Builder's in-house sports scientists to help manage and analyze data. Head to teambuilder.com and sign up with the promo code CONJUGATE to receive a 30-day free trial as well as a 52-week football workout program. Please be sure to sit back, listen in, and enjoy this episode of the Conjugate Chats. Thank you. And welcome back to another episode of the Conjugate Chat. I am your host, John Mark Raspberry, current strength coach. And I guess I can make the announcement now since this episode ain't going to be out for, you know, a good while, probably about eight or nine weeks that I got a job as a strength coach and biology teacher over at Dyer County. So strength coach over at Dyer County High School. Um, I'm here with Brandon Herring. Uh, he was uh, NHSSCA's 2022 Regional Coach of the Year, I believe. Yes. Reach a coach of the year. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm going to let 21. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to let Brandon introduce himself, uh, give his backstory of how he got into strength and conditioning, where he's at now, that sort of thing. Uh, coach, it's awesome to have you on the podcast, man. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's a, it's an honor to be on here. You're, uh, you know, you're doing a great job with this. And, uh, you know, I like platforms like this because uh, it allows, uh, you know, learning that, you know, quite honestly, when I was your age, wasn't, you know, it, it, it wasn't possible. This, you know, this kind of thing wasn't there. You know, you had to either uh, read or uh, go visit somebody uh, or go to a clinic. And so, uh, you know, these kind of things are great, I think, for uh, for everybody to learn, uh, but especially, you know, young people and that kind of thing, because it's an easy way. Uh, you know, you're in the car, put on a podcast. So good job by you. 
Uh, well, my my journey to strength and conditioning is a little different than uh, uh, you know a lot of people. Uh, I, I I coached college football for 15 years before uh, I got into the high school sector, and um, so when I uh, when I made that transition. Um, after I'd been board approved, the, the coach that hired me, I was going to be an offensive coordinator and, uh, and, and whatever. He, he, after the board approval, never said this at any point during the hiring process. He said, uh, kind of as a, oh, yeah. He was like, yeah, you're going to run the weight room. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I, I've never run a weight room before. I mean, I, you know, I, I've always enjoyed lifting weights or whatever, but I mean, I'm not a, I had no clue what I was doing. So, um, you know, honestly, that was my biggest priority. Uh, if football was easy, um, of course, I had to do all the things that you got to do to install an offense in a new school and all those kind of things. But I'll be honest with you, that part for me was really easy. The, the, the stressful part and the whole thing was stressful. I was a career change. I moved my family and, and all those kind of things. The most stressful part, honestly, was, uh, you know, the strength part, because, uh, you know, I, I'm not a person that, you know, just goes into something halfway and, and, and whatever. And so I started diving into it. Uh, shout out to Ryan Davis, who's you know football strength coach up at Maryland. Um, he was our strength coach at Sanford when, and we were there together, called him. Um, I was like, man, you got to help me. <laughs> and uh, R.D., Shout out. He helped me. Um, and then I just started kind of diving into it. It's kind of like we were talking about now, you know, with podcasts and those kind of things. I started reading books and listening to whatever I could listen to, videos, this, that, and the other, just kind of diving into it. And, um, you know, ended up, uh, I, I left this, the, that school that I first started with, and I go to another school, and I was a strength coach there. And I ended up, that was, that second job is where I really kind of fell in love with it. That's where, um, I don't know, maybe it was a little bit of a breath of fresh air um, or, or whatever, but I, it really kind of suited me and my personality. And uh, I felt like I could have an impact on all the kids, not just, uh, you know, kids I was coaching in sports. So I was still coaching, uh, you know, football at that time. Um, and since then, since I've come to Trustful, um, and I was, I coached, uh, you know, football here, but then since then I've, I've kind of let go of football and all I'm doing is strength now. Um, and so that's kind of how it went down. I just, uh, I fell in love with it and I still love it. And, you know, people ask me if I want to coach football again every year, you know, people call me and ask me and if I'm interested in a job and those kind of things. And, you know, I'm happy where I am and, Got a kid graduating and got my, my daughter's going into 10th grade and I get to train her every day. I got to train my son every day. And uh, to me, that was almost that was really the best thing about it is, uh, you know, you're coaching college sports. You don't get to spend a lot of time with the family. Um, my wife basically raised our kids uh, when they were small. And, uh, you know, once I started doing this, uh, I got to spend a lot of time with my kids. and. Uh, that's huge for me. So, absolutely, coach. Awesome job. And kind of even when we talk about like the high school football coach life, and I lived it for about four, three years, technically one in the middle school, but that's a lot of time away from home and to 
transitioned that role from being a football coach to a strength coach. I mean, you're saving time and you're getting home a little bit earlier, you know, um, a better work-life balance and everything like that, man. I mean, um, this is the first job where I don't have to coach football at all and just be a strength coach and a teacher. And, um, you know, I, I told our head coach, like, I'll, I'll help you however I can, you know, if you need water filled up, or if you need, like, someone to spot the ball, you know, one time a week or something like that. But, like, my job is strength now. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a huge blessing on, you know, the family part of that, man. Yeah. Well, and coming from a college background, you know, <laughs> you, know you, you work a lot of hours. You think you, you work a lot of hours in, in high school football. And, uh, you know, and you do. It's not take anything away from that. But uh, it was a dramatic difference um, getting to see my kids. You know, my first job in high school, I could take them to school and, uh, you know, those kind of things, which is, had never happened before. So. Uh, it's, it's been great. Awesome. Now, how does the schedule work out for you? Are y'all on block schedule or are you on uh, like period schedule? How does that work out for y'all? We're on periods. Um, so we're on a seven period day. I think we're transitioning this next year to an eight period day, but it's not, it's not going to change anything. Basically it's just labeling the lunch as something different or whatever, you know? So, uh, but we're on periods. Um, the way we're set up right now, and we're actually, I don't know if you can hear, there's dump trucks and everything else going on. We're building facilities right now. Um, they're putting in a, uh, right now they're building an indoor, um, and I say indoor, it's really kind of, it's a pavilion style uh, thing, similar to like, uh, you know, UABs or, uh, or whatever. Um, it's, it's a 60 yard uh, indoor. Uh, after they get done with that, the next phase is building a weight room and all that kind of thing. So now the way we're set up, because we're on periods um, and where the construction's going on, I'm not going to I'm still not going to be able to run classes necessarily uh, because they can't get there in time. That's the issue with being on periods, you know, um, is, you know, classes are 52 minutes long or whatever it is. And where we are logistically, they're not going to be able to get here. Uh, so once we, the grand plan is for me to hire an assistant um, or another strength coach or co, you know, co-strength coach. Um, we'll split class, we'll we'll split sports basically, and support one another with that. And then you know we'll have kind of an in-season, out-of-season. You know, depending on when you are, you'll have before-school training, and then we'll have after-school training. And I'll run. Uh, hopefully, this is kind of the grand plan, but I'll have football actually in sixth and seventh period because that's one of my bit. That's the biggest group that I have outside of track, and so I can actually have them before the after school group. And now you're kind of reducing your numbers a little bit, and and that kind of thing, you know. So uh, that's kind of the grand plan um, for where we're going. Um, it's going to be a couple year process the indoor should be done by spring break next year turfed and everything ready to roll and then uh, I think you know next fall is kind of where we're transitioning into the weight room part of it and all that so awesome coach now with this kind of changing gears a little bit so with Twitter I've seen some recent activity in your, your success with softball so talk to us about your softball team and 
How are they hitting so many home runs and all that kind of things? Well, uh, I love those girls. I love that program. Uh, the head coach is that our head softball coach is she may be um, she may be the best coach I've ever been around in my career, uh, college, whatever. Uh, she is really, really good. And I'm not just talking about softball, just how she uh, carries herself, how she um, communicates, how she deals with the, the kids and, and those kind of things. Um, she, uh, she has a standard and everybody in the program meets the standard, plain and simple. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, and it's not done in an authoritarian style, but everybody understands the standard. And that's from uh, her to her assistant coaches and myself and the, the kids and the parents. Everybody's kind of bought in and uh, they've had a lot of success. Um, they've won three of the last four um, and would be four of the last five. Um, the COVID year, we didn't play, uh, you know, that spring and that was our best team. So. Um, unfortunately, they didn't get to play. Uh, it's probably our most talented team. Um, and then last year we played for it and got beat. Um, so we finished second. So uh, unbelievable program. Uh, we got really good players, but the programs led um, from the top, uh, you know, really well. Um, you know, as far as, you know, I love to I love to put things on social media for our players. Um, for all of our athletes, anybody that I deal with, uh, they like that, right? So anything I can do to kind of motivate uh, and or highlight what they're doing because they're the most important thing, um, I try to do that. Uh, this team was a little different uh, than the previous teams. Um, we've had uh, we've had a string of really really good players. Um, that go and play major college ball. Um, and this team was a little different in that we're, we're still talented, but we were fairly young. We only had four seniors this year. Um, and so that's, you know, that's fairly young team. And, and it was a little bit different going into this year. I sat down uh, last year at this time with, with Coach Burt and uh, I, I generally will sit down with a head coach and ask what their overall vision for the next year is and what they think as a team that we need um, to improve on. And because they know they know what they want and what they need out of their players as much as anything. And so when I sat down with her, and we'll also talk individuals as well. So I'll I'll have a I'll have the whole roster and I'll make notes on on each girl on maybe she needs to move laterally better. Um, maybe she needs speed more, strength, those kind of things. Uh, and then I kind of translate that into our world, uh, strength and conditioning wise. And uh, you know, like this time last year when I sat down with her, um, we weren't going to be as talented as some as the uh, as the other teams simply because some of our girls were younger. We were a really young team. Um, we weren't. We didn't think we were going to be a real long ball hitting team. Uh, the one thing that we we knew was we were fast. Uh, our one through five in our lineup, all of them can roll. I mean, they could go. Our leadoff, 
um, our laid off hitter, uh, Hannah Dorsett, uh, she was one of our seniors. She was 61 of 62 this year on stolen bases. So she got caught once. Um, so when I say speed, I'm talking about girl, our second, uh, our second hitter had 40 stolen bases. So we knew we were going to be fast. Um, the power part of it. So that, that kind of changed. That's why it's important for us to sit down with our head coaches. Um, because their vision of what, because going into this season or, you know, coming into the, the off season, you know, her thought going in with this team was going to be more, uh, you know, squeeze plays, bunts, stealing bases, those kind of things to score runs. Whereas in the previous couple of years, we had been long ball hitters. Uh, in 21, I think we hit 79 bombs that year. Uh, so we had a lot of long ball hitters to get it out of the park, whatever. And so that was kind of the vision of what was going on. And then being a younger team, um, you know, Taylor was was concerned with their mental fortitude, their ability to overcome adversity, those kind of things, just wanted discipline and toughness and those kind of things. Um, and I'm not, you know, there's there's a lot of strength coaches that think you can't build toughness and it's not your job and those kind of things. Um, I think you can you have to give them experiences, okay? You have to have an experience to show whether you're going to overcome adversity or not. So if you try to say that you're, and, and I do believe that discipline, some of it is born, but some of it is also made, okay? So I think, you know, some people are more apt to being more disciplined in these kind of things. So you have to provide experiences for them. And then I've found that people are tougher when it matters to them. So whatever it is that you're doing, you're going to show more mental toughness uh, in something that really, really matters to you, something that you really love. And I always use this example. Uh, my wife went through cancer uh, six years ago and nothing she had ever done in her life prepared her for that. There's nothing she did that prepared her to have to go through chemo and radiation and all those kind of things. But it mattered to her. Her 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 family mattered. Her life mattered, and so the toughness was always there. And I still just I, 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 when she was going through that, I was in awe of her her mental fortitude, her toughness, and those kind of things. And and it's a smaller scale, no question. I'm not comparing going through cancer with something. But if you if if these girls really really love softball, and you provide some tough experiences for them in training then absolutely, I think they can learn some mental fortitude inside of those things that can carry over into situations. Our, our, uh, our mantra, our saying, or whatever became do hard things, okay? And so we did some hard things. And I didn't mean, I don't mean I, you know, just killed them out on the field and those kind of things. But we did some, you know, we did some uh, circuits and those kind of things where we're, you know, carrying uh you know doing farmer carries with trap bars and and those kind of things that can be great beneficial to you but they're also tough and difficult and you got to push through them and those kind of things so we just provided them some opportunity to, to overcome adversity and uh the girls to their credit because of the standard set in the program worked their tail off uh we got much much stronger um overall and uh you know, ended up this year hitting 63 home runs uh, and uh, which was not 
kind of in the thought process going into the off season. We didn't think that was going to happen, but the girls worked their tails off and got a lot stronger, and we ended up kind of being able to get the ball out of the ballpark. Um, I think you had mentioned um, another thing. I you know I did on Twitter. I put I put up kind of their uh, their hitting statistics, um, and that can always be subjective depending on the hitter, but. Basically, what it came down to was our most productive hitters in slugging percentage, RBIs, home runs, and all those kind of things. And I, I put it next to our trap bar deadlift numbers, and it's kind of what you thought. Our strongest girls were our most productive hitters. Um, they had the most RBIs. They had the most extra hits or extra base hits. They had most home runs. Um, all that they were the, the strongest girls were on top of all those stats. Uh, we we did have one exception, and I actually asked that in that tweet. I said, "Do you see the anomaly?" And our leadoff hitter, who stole the 61 bases, um, her slugging percentage was pretty high. I think she, it was six six oh four or something like that. But her trap bar deadlift was only two twenty five. And I say only, I mean, she only weighs 115 pounds or something. Um, so it's almost, you know, twice her body weight. Um, but she got a lot of those extra bases due to speed. Okay. She could turn a single into a double, whereas most people were sitting there on first base. Uh, she had seven triples. Do you, I don't, I don't know if you're a softball guy or not. You know how hard it is to get a triple in softball? But she could roll. You know, she hit the ball in the corner. It, and and she was a lefty. She hit the ball in the right corner. She's probably going to end up with a triple. And, uh, you know, that's why hers was up. But she did end up hitting five home runs. You know what the awesome thing is? She never hit a home run. She never hit a home run up until this year, and she hit five. And uh, you want to talk about jacking your confidence up, right? Uh, so it just kind of helps program-wide when, when you see success like that. Absolutely. And talking to the head coaches of these sports are very important, you know, because you get the idea of what they want and you kind of get the idea of where you need to go from there, um, you know, and, you know, to come in to the off season to think of a team that's going to be more speed based, you know, you're going to be stealing bases a lot, bunting, things of that nature to, you know, 63 home runs, man, that that's pretty remarkable. Well, another thing that I do on top of that, I talk with the head coach, but I'll be honest with you, I sit down with the girls, um, and and it depends. It, mostly, I sit down with our starters um, or our older girls, those kind of things that that really have a sense of who they are and and what they need. If that makes sense. In other words, I'm not asking ninth graders this. Most ninth graders just need to kind of get stronger, get faster, right? But I'll sit down with the girls, and Hannah's a great example. I asked her last offseason, I said, what do you need to be a better player? Give me one thing you need. And she said, speed. And I said, all right, we're going to work on it, okay? And, of course, you know, we're always going to work speed. But what I did was, was, you know, when we were running flies and sprints and those kind of things and, and whatever, you know, I'd say, all right, you're making some gains here. This is going to translate to, you know, stealing bases, those kind of things. Uh, when we're in the weight room and we're doing, you know, reverse lunge was a big, big lift for them. Um, we did them and we did them heavily. Uh, 
but I would say, look, this is translating to your acceleration off of that bag right here. Get after it. And so that just shows that, look, when you give a kid ownership of their training and that kind of thing, when they have told you this is what I need to be better, and then you provide them with, with evidence or with things and say this is going to make you better at the thing that you said you wanted to be better at, they have ownership in it, and they're going to work that much harder at it, right? So I think meeting with the kids and asking them is is a big deal um, because again you get them involved in the decision making process and when you have investment and you have a an ownership of something you're much more likely to work harder at that thing that you're trying to get better at. So absolutely, getting them a, a sense of uh, autonomy, you know, um, and ownership as well because. Kind of going back to what you talked about with, like, it's got to matter to them. You know, they have to love what they're doing, too. They have to buy in themselves into what they're doing. Because if they don't really care about, you know, um, let's just, you know, use weight room terms. If they don't care about doing a 225 trap bar deadlift, I mean, they're going to probably half-ass some of these lifts. And then they're, you're not going to get the response that you want. And then that's not going to carry out to the field. You know, it's the same thing we talked about, like, football. If offensive linemen half-assed, like, just let's just talk about, like, a center, right? If a center just half-assed this job, you know, ball might not go back as quickly as, you know, it needs for time and purposes. It may be rolling on the ground. You might miss a block. You know, it's it, it, it's got to matter to them in order to be more proficient in what they need done. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, and that's kind of where... You know, <laughs> that's that old deal, you know, people make fun of or, or this, that, and the other. How you do anything is how you do everything. Look, it's all about what matters to you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if washing dishes really matters to me, I'm going to get after it and I'm going to wash the dishes. I'm going to be the best dishwasher there is, right? So if if you're really hungry in a certain area, look, there's, you know, we, you know, people, coaches, especially like the, you know, bag on kids and video games and that kind of thing. Some of those kids really, really like video games, right? And they're willing to work at it, be the best they can possibly be. And so I don't care if that's checkers or it's football or it's basketball or whatever. If it really matters to you, you're going to work at it, right? And then you're always going to have people that are, what I generally talk about is, is this. This is a metaphor that I use. We have a wagon, okay? And we have people pulling the wagon. We have people riding in the wagon. And we have people out the back of the right wagon just jogging, trying to get into the wagon. Well, what we're looking for is as many pullers as we can get, okay? We want people pulling the program, right? Those are the, the ones that re it really, really matters to, okay? And then you've got the ones that are riding in the wagon that will do what they're supposed to do, okay? Um, they're not going to do extra, and they're not going to, you know, go above and beyond, but they can help you win, right? And then you've got the ones that are just trying to get in the wagon. You're trying to get them just to, just to get on board and do what you're supposed to do and those kind of things. Well, look, that metaphor works in everything in life. It, it works in your schools, right? You have teachers that are pulling, you have teachers that are riding, and you have teachers that are just trying to get in the wagon, right? And so the principal is trying to figure that out, 
and and get those people in the wagon as much as he can and then get people out of the wagon and pulling right but very, people's varied level of interest in what they're doing is always going to dictate their work habits according to those things right so you can't and, and look every you got 110 kids on a football team all 110 of them are not going to be pullers it's not going to happen it doesn't matter to them as much as it, it's the same thing in the weight room um you got your kids that really love the weight room um i've got kids we don't start training until uh wednesday this is you know going in it's june so we're about to start summer training but i have some kids here that are wanting they're lifting before we actually start our training those kids they love it right if you want to if you want to gauge that your kids are never going to love training as much as you they're not going to you got to understand that if you don't believe me open up your weight room when you're off say it say on december 18th and say hey we got an open weight room see how many show up those are the ones that really enjoy training okay all the other ones the the 88.9 percent that don't show up they don't love it okay what you're trying to do is get them in the wagon or if they're in the wagon awesome right so you're just, it's a fine line on, on all those kind of things. And you got to understand that and not get upset with kids that don't love training or don't love your sport. They enjoy being a part of the team and they're important because of that, you know. And I like the thing that every player plays a role inside okay. of a team. I mean, like, just because you're a third string quarterback does not mean in the game that your first string, your second string are going to go out. Like you gotta be ready, you gotta be prepared. Um, so I think that's that that's a really good point, coach, of like I love I love that uh this, how you wanna say it? this picture of the wagon, you know, there's pullers and there's people that are gonna do a little bit more. And then people, you know, in the wagon are yeah, they're on board, but they're not gonna go above and beyond, but they're not gonna do less. You're gonna you know, they're gonna help you win and people are still trying you're trying to get some of these other athletes into the wagon as well you know they're they're not there yet so i love that description uh so talk to us about being a state director as well because you're alabama state director correct i am yes uh i don't know that it's a role that i'm great at um again we all have strengths and weaknesses and uh i don't know that this is a role i'm really really good at uh, it's something and i was talking to garrett keith about this who's uh, you know, he was a state director and now he's kind of admin. Uh, he's on the, the region or the, the board uh, with the NHSSEA. Uh, it's something I actually have to work at, which is good. It stretches me a little bit, right? Uh, it's not something that I'm great at uh, or that I, I don't know that I, I don't necessarily, I, I don't like doing it, but it's not something that I'm great at in that kind of administrative role uh putting clinics together and i you know i could speak at a clinic all day i got no issue with it but when you start dealing with logistics and all this kind of, i don't know that i'm great at it uh but i have to work at it so um it's been a challenge and uh it's been uh it's been rewarding we had a really good state clinic um back in march uh we had uh, it was very well attended uh, you know, I had, I think, close to 80 people there or something like that. Um, Dave Ballou came and spoke, uh, you know, from University of Alabama and did a great job. I mean, he sat there for almost two hours. 
answered questions and, and all those kind of things. So uh, it went off well. Um, being state director, is, uh, it's been good. It's been, it's been rewarding. It's been a challenge. Um, you know, so I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> you know, kind of rolled deep in Alabama, though, um, because at the last year's NACCON, you know, y'all took that picture of everyone together, and I mean, y'all rolled pretty deep down in Alabama. So, um, was that? So, how long have you been state director? Let me ask you that first. How long have you been state director? A year and a half, I guess. Um, yeah, I think I want to say yeah, a year and a half. So it'll come up on two years in in January or whatever. So, so what are the biggest changes that you've seen in the state of Alabama from the beginning of being a state director to where you're where you're at now? Well, uh, just trying to get, uh, you know, word out of our organization and, you know, like it or not, here's the thing. Um, it is going to be a very, very long time until schools have a dedicated strength coach. Okay, Like it or not, it's, it's not going to happen uh, anytime soon. So my approach has been to try to grow our membership and reach out to the sport coaches that are running their strength programs in their sport and offer assistance. Um, and hopefully maybe garner some membership through that and, and that kind of thing. Um, I think a, a big thing is we've got to make sure that we foster an environment for those sport coaches that we are not better than them. We are not looking down on them. We are not critiquing them. We are what we are simply. We want to help. Okay, and I think that's a huge thing, right? Um, you, you know, you you start into this deal of of uh, you know you don't know what you're doing. You know, bagging on videos on Twitter, this, that, and the other. Um, that person's not going to want to be a part of anything that you're doing right i mean you're you're criticizing them publicly publicly or whatever so uh, i think reaching out trying to offer assistance and those kind of things is is a huge deal um, we are in our state starting to get to a point where more schools are hiring a dedicated strength coach and that's something that will uh, continue to try to push um, we you know, we're the NHSSCA is coming out with, uh, you know, certification is coming out, which, um, you, you know, just so people know, um, you know, the, the certification is going to have levels to it. Right. So the first level is is really geared, which is great, is really geared more to uh, beginners and or uh, sport coaches that are running their own program. OK, so somebody that's that's got a jillion letters behind their name might not find it uh might not find it uh challenging and those kind of things but there's going to be levels to it so another level is going to come out another level will come out and those kind of things and the great thing about certification would be it is geared towards the high school strength coach because like it or not here's the thing there is a humongous difference in collegiate sports uh, strength and conditioning and the high school sector uh, Jimmy Bunton uh, just took a job down at Thompson High School, which is only 45 minutes from 40 minutes from here. They're in our region and those kind of things. And, uh, you know, he's making that transition from collegiate sport, uh, strength coach 
Uh, he's coming from Washington State, uh, took the Thompson job, and it's just a whole different thing, man. You know, you've got, you know, even in college, you still, and I, I, I actually use that wagon rider. That thing has been, I've been using that forever. I used it when I was coaching offensive line in college. And in college, it's the same. You still have the same hierarchy of things in college as you do in high school. You still have those ones that are pulling. You have the ones that are riding. You have the ones that are, uh, you know, out the back just trying to get in. It's just on a different level, right? So it's a different scale. But the model still is there, okay? Um, and with the high school, the, the scale comes down as far as the, the level of athletes and those kind of things. But then you add in teaching class, faculty meetings, uh, those kind of things. It's just a whole different different world. And, you know, one of the things that is wholly different is when I was coaching college football, I had 18 to 23-year-old men that I was coaching. And they were maturing, right? Especially when there's a big, big. All right. So in high school, you had your your the difference in your seniors and your freshmen is pretty high, right? It's the same thing in college. It's the exact same thing. But when you get into high school, the the differences are a lot different, right? You know, you got 14, 15 year old freshmen, and then you got 18 year old seniors. Well, that 18 year old senior is going to be a little bit more mature. But then when you go to college, he's now the immature one when you got 23 year old men. So it's all, so the dynamic is a little bit different. And some of the things that you deal with is a little bit different. Um, you know, as well as I do, you see some interesting things every single day, <laughs> especially out of freshmen and all that. Uh, you know, I've had kids that, you know, somebody threw my shoes up into the ceiling and I, can't, I come into the weight room with no shoes because somebody's messing with me, right? Um, you deal with that kind of stuff every day. So there's, there's a difference, you know. There's always a, an interesting day in the high school realm. There's never a, never a boring day. That's right. Um, but I do think in the in the high school realm that you have better job security. Um, you know, you're there for um, if you're in the public school, you're more likely going to be hired on as a PE teacher, and then you kind of get in your foot in the door that way. Um, you know, some of us and myself being one of those where I got to teach a core subject like biology, and then part of my day is strength as well, and kind of working that out as well. Um, and that's just some of the little bit differences, you know, between college and between um, high school. I mean, college, your day is coaching football. It's, you know, being with your players all around, checking grades, you know, things of that nature. Where in high school, it's you got faculty meetings, you got um, professional development days that you got to go to. And, you know, whether those things are worth it or not, you know, depending on the person, um, you know, just some of the things we got to go through. Right. Yeah, it's a different world, but it's it's all a part of the same world, yeah. So, absolutely. Well, we'll go ahead and start wrapping things up. Uh, we're going to do this last segment, and then um, we can uh, start wrapping things up here. So, this is called Conjugate Coach Spotlight. Is there anyone out there you want to shout out that's making the difference in the industry of strength and conditioning? Oh man, that's a tough question. Uh. I would say uh, right now, Eric Cash um, is taking over as the NHS SCA president, and he's one of my good friends. 
Um, he's doing a great job um, of, of, of leading in, in those kind of things. Uh, those are, he's a great coach. I've gone up there and seen him, seen, uh, seen his kids and visited with him. He's become a really good friend of mine uh, and uh, doing great things. He's got, uh, you know, taking over as the president is is a daunting task right i'm sitting here complaining about being a state director <laughs> and uh so but he's uh he's doing he's got a lot of great ideas um you know we're about to uh they, they've started a podcast um uh, he asked me to do it and we'll see how it goes but we'll be coming out with uh, what's going to be called the round table um it'll be uh basically what we're doing is going to be i'll have a group of coaches and we have a subject and uh, we sit down and we just kind of uh, you know grind it out um similar to you know whiteboard session right so uh we'll have three four coaches whatever it is and and i'll kind of be uh, the moderator or whatever but uh, whether it's speed related or something in the weight room or, or whatever we'll just kind of be sitting around talking and uh, we're going to do as many as we can live uh that'll i think the the first one will come out sometime later this summer a uh, little teaser it'll be with the hall of fame inductees coming in um so a lot of great information for young coaches um because you've got people that have been doing this for a very long time. They're going into the Hall of Fame and the NHSSCA. Uh, and so uh, that's one thing, you know, for young people, uh, ask questions, find a mentor, um, find somebody that's willing to invest in you. And, uh, and, and that's a charge to, I'm now an older coach, <laughs> uh, whether I like it or not. Um, but if, if, uh, you know, somebody needs something from me, I do everything I can to try to help them. And I think, uh, you know, as you get older, you need to be more and more willing to do that. Uh, because I believe this, um, there's a big difference in knowledge and wisdom. Okay. You're going to have all the knowledge you want and you can have certifications and you can have, and all that is great knowledge is definitely needed but wisdom is something you gain through experience and uh you know when you're younger you simply don't have the same experiences that older people do um i don't like it when old people and i try not to do this well back in my day or these young people or whatever you know try not to do that although sometimes it's needed but that's been happening forever right i mean you read books that are written uh, you can read the Bible and see those kind of things happening. The young people, they don't understand. They're lazy. They're whatever. It's the same thing these days, right? Um, young people have to be willing to accept and seek out advice from older people. And older people have to be willing not to make younger people uh, feel uh, looked down on or whatever. And, and so I think it's older people's job to mentor, and I think it's younger people's job to find somebody to kind of help mentor them. So the Hall of Fame thing will be, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Um, and we'll record as many as we can live. Uh, you know, that's kind of difficult. 
um, we'll do some kind of on a, a, a like a Zoom or something like that as well. So that'll be coming out. I want to mention too that you know, big shout out to you for putting on the roundtables or for you know, um, kind of moderating those roundtables as well. That's awesome. Um, you know, I don't know uh, how good I'm going to be at it. Just so you know, I, I have no idea how that's going to go. So if it's terrible, I'm sorry. It kind of cut out there for a moment, but that's okay. That's all right. Um, again, Brandon, thank you for being on, taking the time to come on and you know share knowledge of what you're doing uh, in Alabama as a state director, as a coach, man. It's completely awesome. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Keep doing your thing. Keep getting uh, you know good message out there, and uh, appreciate what you're doing. Absolutely. And that's another episode of the Conjugate Chats. Please follow our social media platforms at Conjugate Chat Podcast on Twitter and TikTok. Also, follow Brandon on his social medias as well. In the name of strength, stay strong, and have a day today. this episode here I wanted to bring the light to something Um, most people on here are either strength coaches or aspiring strength coaches Um, for those that are aspiring strength coaches out there um, I set up a gumroad account uh, store even to provide value back into the field of strength conditioning starting with um, I have study guides on there Uh, for anyone that's not past the CSCS or is going to take the CSCS um, these are study guys that I've developed over the last three years that I've used in my attempts to pass the CSCS, and I wanted to bring that value here to our podcast. So if you will go to the link in the description of this episode, you'll see a link to my Gumroad in which you can purchase or just download for free um, the study guys for CSCS, a couple of my guides for in uh, in season training, and also. Um, a couple of our products in there as well. Again, thank you for listening in on the Conjugate Chats and thank you for your continuous support.